0: Hola, hola, welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion and Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some brujeria Latina with a side of astrology
1: and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. All right. Got Okay. Shall we do this?
0: Yeah, let's do this. All right. Hola, hola. Hola, hola. How are you doing? Aggie, snowed in.
1: I know, me too. Snowed in. So icy out there.
0: It is. Did you see the videos of the kids like um ice skating out on like the parking lots? No. Yeah, that was super funny.
1: I have not checked that out yet. I saw some people. I was at work last night when the freeze happened and uh, our back parking lot definitely turned into an ice rink and it was pretty enjoyable to watch people.
0: You got to, you got to help lead me through this. So, oh, no, Bruhain. Bruhain hasn't changed order. That's the yes. same. Yes, <laughs> hasn't words? changed order. <laughs> All right. So hasn't changed <laughs> order. I'm still, I'm on top of it. <laughs> third, so are we what, third what week of January? Yeah, we got this. We got this. We know what we're doing. <laughs> we're witches in 2024, we know what we're doing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds so, like, such a future year.
1: Um, <laughs> such a futuristic year. All right, what you got for
0: Bruhain this week? So this week I was working, obviously it was, the it was you know, the new moon was um, the 11th, as you know, and I did yep. some virtual work for, you know, the pumpkin, mm-hmm. and pumpkin on the, I did it on the 12th. And then um, I wasn't, because of the freeze and so forth and the bad weather, I wasn't able to do the activity I was going to do with um, a couple of other like local witches. Mm-hmm. But um, I did, I did the pumpkin and I did a, I had a. I have a candle, a prosperity candle. I don't know if it was it was prosperity, and it was it was tailored to me. I got it in New York in at a store called Elements in what last year in December. Oh, cool! So not not two thousand twenty three, two thousand twenty two. So I okay. had it for a while, yeah. And it's just like they they're known for like making candles for you that's very so, cool and, elements right, in new and york they make sigils and herbs and yeah and um it's pretty famous in the store and so i had i had gone there and they you know you go and you talk to them and you tell them sort of like what you're looking for and then you leave and you come back and i i left and i came back like six or seven hours later and they had it ready for me oh wow that's really and, cool yeah, yeah. That's and really so, cool. And I've had, yeah. I mean, I carried it in my like, carry on. And like, I <laughs> took it out at TSA, and they were like, "What is this?" And I'm, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. wax. And like, wax gets yeah, checked. Wax, and then it has oils and herbs. So they, yeah. Like, and I'm like, it's brujería. And the TSA <laughs> officer was like, "Oh." And then it was all wrapped, <laughs> and they were like. So I've had it for a while and I've had it just like on, on my altar, just like sort of decor because obviously it's beautiful. It's etched and with the sigils and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I decided for this new year to burn it. So, and it's still burning. It's still going because it, I mean, it's big too. Very cool. So it's going, it's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I thought it might last all the way through the full moon. It won't last all the way through the full moon. It'll probably last like two or three more days. That's awesome though. So yeah. Cool. Very you just different. felt, you felt it call to you. It was time to burn. Yeah. It's like, it's the new year. It's ready. And the, the associations, I, cause I had, I got it done on a trip that didn't have good associations, but I've since broken off those, you know, yeah, I've I've done the, yeah. So now I was like, Oh, it's new year. It's ready. Yeah. Hell
1: yeah. Nice. How about you? Um, For me, I am currently go i'm starting the process of going through a divorce um so i have been doing a lot of research and kind of starting my own uh little rituals to help um legal things be in my favor and that's kind of yeah what i've been really focused on this last week or so just little little tips and tricks uh, i've been trying to pick up in some books and online um yeah just so that things are, are smooth and don't, they don't take five years and it's just kind of quick and easy and we both leave feeling
0: okay. Did you get the, did you do like a spread of the year? I have not done a spread. Oh, you mean like the tarot yeah. spread for the year? No. I yeah. I have not. I was wondering if you got like the justice card.
1: Uh, no, I, I have been doing tarot every day. Um, like one card just to kind of pick for the day and then i've done theme of the week and since i've been doing a lot of this is kind of where my head has been for a little bit and the cards are like it's banana, like it's it's wild how <laughs> accurate everything keeps coming up just like i mean the
0: tarot is wonderful
1: i know and i've been getting like i mean uh it's like i don't know what the date is right now if the 16th or 17th but um i've picked up And i shuffle very well but i've been getting the same like three cards throughout these last couple weeks and it's just yeah it's been wild the whole thing has been very interesting but yeah that's been my Blueheim. yeah okay all right so we're here yeah so uh we're here today to talk about um kind of choosing who you want to work with as far as working with deities
0: okay Yeah, yeah we're gonna talk about that and um before we get started with like who do you want to get work with and work with uh, let's talk a little bit about before we jump into that because i wanted to talk about like more like the aspects of like if you have to work with a deity oh yeah yeah that's a great place know. to start yeah mm-hmm. yeah and um and just like deities in general like how do you pick or where do they come in through and how they show up yeah all that and, and i got Wait, let me turn on my camera. I turned it off because, guys, remember we're like in the snowstorm, so like our internet's kind of messy. You so many. I notes. got notes again. Oh, right. I got notes again. So organized. organized. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know if this qualifies as organized, but I got notes. Like, I mean, I, I really can't say that they're organized. I little. mean,
1: how long till you can't read them? That's the question.
0: I, I <laughs> is that a challenge? A little bit. <laughs> you're funny you're funny <laughs> i have moments okay you do you do okay so um i think the first thing to know about like the ar- the deities, is that there are a lot of them we can consider them archetypal energies and so you know and that there's a lot of pantheons for us obviously there's um You know, there's the Aztec, the Mayan, the Caribbean, you know, um, lots of times the the Yoruba, which we Mm -hmm. use a lot in in the Caribbean. Um, There's um, the African ones that affect again and lots of the um, Caribbean ones as well. But we often hear, like, where we're living, obviously we hear a lot about the Celtic and the Norse. and Yeah. And then the the other ones that are more popular, I guess, would probably be the Egyptian and, and the Greek and the Roman ones are probably yeah. the ones that yeah. we hear about the most. And then here as well, you know, um, the Native American ones. And then when we look at um some of the older ones, like the Mesopotamian ones. But we can't forget that, you know, when we look at there's, you know, There's the Chinese and there's the um, Hindu ones that we don't enter into contact as much, but the Slavic ones and the Buddhist and those also exist, right? Yeah. And I think the, you know, I went online and there were like supposedly um, 27, but eh, we could probably find more in, in smaller places as well. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but... Those there were like twenty-seven that were like listed like on I don't know, like the Wikipedia page or whatever, <laughs> pantheons like fast. But um so but when you look at the pantheons, there's a lot of cross-reference, right? So you would say this one relates to this one or this one in this in this pantheon is the same as this one on this other pantheon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean about the archetypal energies, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll have the huntress or so you'll have the big, you know, masculine energy or you'll have the one that's the loved one and or the maternal one or the one that's the hearth energy or the one that's like the, um, the mischievous one or the one that's the hunt one. So and those are like the archetypal, the motherly one, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's the archetypal um, type of energy thing that I was mentioning. Okay. And then the other thing that I think that's important is that when you, that one of the things that we have to see is obviously we're um polythists, So we're looking at, you know, not just being, we're looking at a multitude of gods, right? Mm-hmm. And when we have when we do, when we're polytheists we usually have a different perspective than people that are traditionally more of the judeo-christian um tradition mm-hmm. and with the people that are um from the judeo-christian tradition they t- same they tend to have a more a, a view of like um like god is something to be or more feared Mm -hmm. and then like oh i have to you know worship him and please him and if not i'll be punished and then the ones that when we see a pantheon that has a bunch of different gods and there's different relationships between the different gods and they see the relationships between the gods almost as like familial relationships or there's like different lineages between the gods the relationships tends to be not so the relationships are almost more like yes larger than life but there's a lot of stories and when we look at them there's a lot of stories of like oh you know this one was married to this one this one did this and this one did this and there was this petty fight between them and so it's more humanized in that sense so there's more human qualities and the relationship when you develop when you see them you don't see them as um a relationship to fear them but rather when you enter in a relationship with them it'll be different it'll be like you'll gain their favor or you'll enter into a like I'll learn something from them or I'll become their friend or I'll be their devotee but you don't and you don't and you don't see that relationship that you're going to be developing with them as one where you're going to be like subjugated to them Mm -hmm. yes and we'll talk about devotees but you're not it's still never going to be like oh I'm still, you know, if I don't do what they do, they want me to do, they're gonna, you know, smite me with with lightning, and I'm gonna be screwed, you know, for sure, yeah. And so, and I think that's something that is a little bit different. And so often when people are coming in from a background, particularly like a Christian background, and then they're changing, it's hard for them to like wrap their head around those different relationships. Okay. And so, um, yeah, and, and, you know, little by little, you get used to it and then, you know, but it's part of like the, it's also part of like when you're having different relationships and it's part of the thing that sometimes causes confusion in people when they're working with gods or it causes them fear of working with the different deities mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, I don't know if I can work with more than one God. Or, right. I see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I work with this goddess, will I be able to work with this other goddess or will they get jealous? Mm -hmm. And those are some of the questions that come up. And I think that once you learn their history, you'll be able to, like, for example, the goddess that I work with is from the, um, is from the African traditions. And she has, you know, she's a mother and she has sisters. And so obviously I would be able to work with them, but I wouldn't be able to work, for example, with like one of her exes. Because she hates him. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> right. right. I can't even cut things with um with with metal because of you know, he he's the like the uh, he works with metal, right? Interesting. So you can't even cut things like like you can't um uh, you can't cut her offerings with like a metal knife. You have to cut like with a ceramic knife or a plastic knife because she gets offended if you cut things with a metal knife. Okay. Because it reminds him it yeah. reminds her of him and you know, and she had a bad experience with him. So then you have to know like your history of that, but it's fine if like you, you know, work with her and her little sister because her little sister is like her baby sister and she loves her little baby sister. Right. You know, so that wouldn't be any problem. So it's there. It's just like knowing their, the relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just like little by little learning, like the different histories and and just getting and then there wouldn't be any problem for example if i have in a different place of the house somebody maybe from a different pantheon that doesn't um represent something different like if i were to work with like mercury god of like um, communication not in the same place but if i had in a different place it wouldn't matter because it's not in opposition to anything that she does and it doesn't either it doesn't um conflict with what her domain is yeah but if I started working like with Venus, then she might get like, oh. Oh, <laughs> God is here, you know, uh-huh. might, you know, it, it might be like, well, how, well, well, why don't you come into me for that? You know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I think that's. Oof, oof! I don't want to steam right now. And <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there first before we got started. Yeah. Got...
1: Um, I mean, So are we going into whether, like, if you I, I mean, obviously you're going to have to trust your own intuition. Are you feeling called to work with someone? Do you feel like your practice needs an oomph? That's kind of like when to explore it. Uh, This is all very personal. So Mm -hmm. a starting point can be cultural for you, or it can be something that you are just drawn to and attracted to that you need to learn more about. I think what's really important is making sure that if you do decide to um connect with one doing your due diligence and like really making sure that you are reading all the ins and outs and you know read the blogs and read everyone's experiences and kind of see what's going on just to make sure that you are getting like um just like all sides of like how you can come to work with this deity i personally believe that we are chosen not so much we choose and so it's to look for those synchronicities and to look for the little signs that that particular uh deity is calling to you and that's to me how how you would actually figure it out but you do have to be like aware and start to be looking for things
0: right so yeah they can they can reach out to you um or you you can reach out to them as well but um usually like if they're going if okay so I think we need to distinguish between two things like you can call on our god or goddess to like help you in something sort of like when we use like in the episode of the saints. Oh, yeah, like, you can use and call out to a goddess to help you like on a spell. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're working with them or that you're a devotee of them. Oh, you're simply, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Simply that simply that you're calling or using them because they would be a good fit to help you with that working. Right. But that's sort of like a sort of like, like uh like a one-time thing sort of like you would use a sp- certain gemstone or the f- power of something in a spell working right yeah and it's more it's more the power that that invokes than their actual presence in that spell okay yeah yeah it's it's more of a correspondence kind of thing mm. right yeah then that their power is actually there okay then or if you really wanted to work with somebody, you could, you know, like call out to them or go to their temple or start working with them or put out, but it doesn't mean that they're going to correspond to you and doesn't right. mean that they're going to come to you. Right. Um, if they want to work with you, it's more likely that they'll start reaching out to you now. Like, it doesn't mean that you have to say yes. <laughs> right. Right. So- <laughs> So it doesn't mean like, oh, they chose you and you're screwed and you have to say yes. That's correct. So one good thing is that once they do or once you do notice that they're calling to you, then you can sort of like feel it out. Like Dion said, start investigating, start first checking if like, oh, are they really calling out to me? Right. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then after that, you can kind of like ease into it and, and see if you want to say yes or no okay and there's kind of different steps um there's that first confirmation um and that first confirmation because you'll probably have synchronicities is the most common Mm -hmm. which is just like seeing something um related to that um, deity and the thing with the synchronicities is that it also you get like um What's the when you have recognition, um, uh, it comes into your mind that you're like, oh, this is so and so, right? Okay, so, right? You suddenly see like three black dogs, and you're like, oh, and it, oh, you this like make that link know. in your brain. Yeah, and you then you're like, oh, this is hell, you know, calling to me, <laughs> and, and right? And you right. normally wouldn't have thought, you know, you just normally see three doctor black dogs, and you don't think about it, but suddenly you kind of thought of it, right? Right. Or or you see seashells and you're like oh this is Venus or whatever and you normally wouldn't have thought of it right right um but so then you see the synchronicities and then you start thinking about it and then you have the then there's the dreams or the visions they normally won't like tell you the, like this is me and unless they're the second step which is when you ask for confirmation you're like oh if this is you show me you know right show me a sign or show me in a dream and then like in that dream they'll like either show themselves or come to you or say their name or show you a sign that's more mm, contundente like more evident more like expressly theirs like like um you're walking by a, a place and then there's like a painting of something like that, you know? Right. And it's like, oh, okay, I saw you, you know? Yeah. Like very, very like, okay, I saw you, You Yeah. And then there's also, you can ask for confirmation through divination. There's actually a couple of spreads that are like spreads um, that are made for, or you can also use pendulum. Um, But there's a, a couple of spreads that are made specifically for finding out like who this person um who this um deity is yeah and so and that's just finding out if they're calling to you right after that you can even before saying yes you can still do something to see if you kind of like working with them and you gotta figure this is sort of like you're meeting them right you you're at an event you meet them you're like hey hi how are you doing this isn't like you know you're jumping the person and just you know it's because once you start working and you become a devotee of them you're going into more of a a more formal relationship so like it's not a tinder date it's a courting It's a courting, right? So you don't want to do a married at first sight kind of thing. Yeah. Right? So you don't want to say like, oh, they called to me. I'm getting married to them because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. So you want to do the courting phase. Yes. And not do the, the, oh, I got married because then it's going to be harder.
1: Because you want to check for alignment, like how you feel in your everyday life, what you want, what's your purpose, what are your goals and make sure that, you know, that whatever is calling to you or whatever you're calling to is going to help
0: you get there or be better or sync up with you right and you also have to see if their style matches with yours right because this isn't the relationship with a uh, deity is not a transactional relationship with right. the exception of like when i said like you can use them sort of like with the saints when you're doing a spell work and that one like i said is more of like a correspondence element not like you know, and you're bringing in their power for that, but you're not really using them as, hey, give me this and I'll give you that. No, right. it's just more of a correspondence element kind of thing. It's not a transactional. When you're working with a deity, it's not a transactional element. You're When you're working with a deity, you're bringing them in and you're going to be, it's sort of like, I don't know how best to explain this, but it's sort of like you're going to be living in their household right Mm -hmm. and once you're living in their household it's not that you have to do their whim you're you're living under their umbrella is better you're living under their umbrella and you don't normally see their umbrella or you don't normally like feel their umbrella all the time because you're living your regular life right Mm -hmm. but that umbrella is there and it's protecting you but it's not like the umbrella; you're conscious of it all the time, or the umbrella is doing anything like, um, like one on one, right? It's not like, oh, I gave you water, then you're gonna do this for me. Oh, I didn't you put I turned on incense for you, so you're gonna do me. You're gonna scratch my back. Oh, you're gonna, you know, it's not a one on one kind of thing. It's sort of just like, okay, I became a devotee of yours. I basically said, I'm going to. And what what is becoming a devotee after, you know, the courtship, after you've kind of determined that you do want to work with them. Mm -hmm. And that process, we'll go back to it in a minute. But that process, after you've passed the courtship process and you do say, okay, I do want to become a devotee of this person, of this um, deity, sorry, not person, of this um, goddess or God, then you step under their umbrella. Mm Mm-hmm. And that umbrella is going to be their love and their protection at all times. You're in their realm, right? Mm-hmm. And you won't notice it until it rains. Right. <laughs> you won't notice it yeah, until it you're rains. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the days that it doesn't rain, you don't really notice it because it's a really big umbrella. So it doesn't really affect you most of the time. And so your regular world is unaffected and you don't really notice it until it rains. Right. Okay. And then what you give in turn is that veneration and that practice. And that practice is like having an altar, having a shrine, um, you know, giving them offerings, giving them love, because you're allowing them. They, they live off that memory and that love. Right. Because your devotion allows them to become stronger yeah leaving them food offering trinkets incense prayer it's you know making that sure it's clean makes them stronger making yes. sure it's clean um that allows their presence to be stronger mm-hmm. and then they're not Like I said, it's not transactional. They're not your employee. And you're not only going to remember them when you need something, you have to bring them into your life as part of your daily life. Right. And then you'll be feeling that protection at all times that love, like at all times, basically. And you'll be invited into like their fold and like into that protection and like You, like I said, you don't normally feel it except with your daily habits, where it feels more on you because you've incorporated it into your daily life. Oh, I, you know, I need to put incense, I need to change the water, I need to give them their, you know, food, I need to do clean the the altar, whatever. And it feels more like things that you're doing in your daily life, in your human daily life than anything else right or or like the people that go to the um temples like in other countries and they go to the temple every single day you know Mm -hmm. and they walk around five times or whatever or leave on incense or they're there you know in devotion for hours and they do that for years and years and years and they don't you know that's what they do like every single day why do they do that they're doing that because that that allows them to have that spiritual protection or that spiritual umbrella, let's call it, right. Mm-hmm. And you, be, it's a it's a selfless giving of yourself, which allows then for you to be like, like I said, under that um, deity's, you know. Umbrella. I I, I picked the umbrella. I don't know why, but that's that's what (laughs) we're running with here. We're running with it. We're running with it. And a lot of,
1: like, umbrella hand gestures, just so you guys know. Yeah, just so you guys
0: know. The umbrella thing is going. So my diet is a water one, so I guess that's why we went with it, you know? Oh, yeah, that (laughs) makes sense. So, anyways. So, the courtship period... And the courtship period is when you find out if you do want to go and make yourself a devotee of that deity and the courtship period is probably the hardest period because each deity has, and this is when they're most in contact with you because yeah. they're kind of like showing off and peacocking and, <laughs> you know, saying, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Big time. <They're> peak- <laughs> this is when they're showing off. They're here. They're like around you. And they're like, this is what I can do. This is what I cannot do and so forth. And they they can get, I mean, this is their personality. This is like when they're really showing off their personality. And it's important for you to pay attention because whatever you don't like at that time, that's when you got to say, oh, no, that's not going to work for me. Because mm-hmm. if they show you that they're pushy, that means they're pushy. Right, if they show you that they are you know mama, big boss, that they'll come here, my baby, whatever, and you hate that coddling, that's the way they are,
1: right. so
0: you gotta you gotta step back because they're gonna always be constantly like that big energy coddling, you know, kind of energy. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds weird, but you will definitely feel it, okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the goddesses, and I talk about goddesses because I work with goddesses mainly. But the goddesses and gods, they, um, you know, there's often this type of like they say, oh, the dark goddesses and the, oh and, yeah yeah, and you know, and then and I work with I don't work with dark goddesses or I work with light goddesses only. There are some goddesses that are. Like goddesses that are total bees, you know. Yeah, because, like, for example, um if you think of some of the older ones that tend to the hearth only, right? I'm just thinking of of some that are very. I'm just thinking of what's her name. I'm thinking of one that's oh yeah yeah, and 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 your relationship with some of them might be different than others, right? And they and with somebody they might present themselves in one way and with somebody they might be different but um we're thinking they, of that Bridget chick is. The I'm I'm not thinking of Bridget I haven't met Bridget um I'm thinking of the one that tends to the in the Roman one she's like single and she's the one that the sister of Zeus anyways <gasps> she, you know she's like a military chick you know how else is she gonna keep like the house running and everything and blah 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 it's like She's not, she's like a matronly keeping everything running and really strict. And like, she's going to whack you over the ass, you know? Yeah. If you don't keep everything. It's, it's hearth and the fire and, you know, winter time. Now, January was her date. Um, Not what January, Feb- um, December. Who am I thinking of? Oh my gosh. It's like January. It's like February, uh, like December 19th is her date or something like that. It'll come to me, like, when it doesn't have to come to me. Pero. Eh, and everybody's like, oh, she's, you know, thinking that she's going to be, little, like, super chill and super, like, you know, because she feeds everybody in, in, like, the Roman temple. And she keeps the fire going. And they're thinking of, like, a little grandma knitting by the fire and feeding her a good <laughs> soup. Mm-mm. No. She's going to beat your bums and keep everybody like doing chores and go get the firewood kind of thing you know are you talking about like, Saturn not kind at all no Saturnalia is all party it, that's it the one I come. got from Google forget it. It okay, okay, okay 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 <laughs> it will come it's like it, it will come forget it It will come. <laughs> but what I'm saying is sometimes you have in your head like you know right and then I haven't worked with you know um with La Santa Muerte, obviously. But my impression of her is not that she's negative because obviously somebody that works with people of the night, with sex workers, with the drug traffickers has to be overly compassionate. Right. You know? It's like obviously she yeah. can't be a B, you know? She's gotta be super compassionate. Mm-hmm. Is this a it's So just because she has the scythe
1: and stuff, like, people have that association that she's scary, she's a skeleton, but she's a mother. She takes care of the ragtag. She takes care of people who put themselves in danger to provide for their families. It's a, um, yeah, it's a
0: big, big part of her. Yeah. Like I haven't met her at all, but my instinct tells me that she would be very kind. Yes so like you know don't judge a book by its covers kind of thing you know with with the dark goddesses and the kind goddesses it's just like that's what i'm saying yeah so give so in the courtship period of meeting a deity if you've said if you didn't run if you if you are open to working with a, a deity and you got some some signs and you're like okay come closer. Let's chat. Let's sit down. Let's have a pint. (laughs) This doesn't mean that I'm going to be a devotee, but let's talk. Right. Then you see their personality. And then you're like, Ooh, yeah. You're not like what I expected. It was so nice meeting you. You have, you know, I'm not ready to work with a goddess yet, but thank you so much for considering me. Check it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you see that energy because you know, this is going to be something that would be like a long-term commitment. Yeah. And then if, if, if on the other hand, you're like, oh yeah, this totally makes sense. Your energy, my energy, they're vibing. I really feel like good in your presence and what you should feel when you think of a goddess, right. And you're working with, when you're in that courtship period, it's the same thing that you're feeling when you are, in you know, an actual courtship, you know, you get the bubbles and you get excited. Yes. And so, well, so when you're, when you're thinking of a courtship with, oh, God, it should be the same thing. You want to give yourself to them. Mm-hmm. You want to like, oh, I want to do more. I want to give myself to them and not, and, and this is more of a spiritual term, right? Right. And you you want to feel like you want to give yourself to them and I'm not talking about consorting with them this is a different term than that happens at times and it has a different um purpose and bringing down the moon the moon and embodying the the god and having the god come into you or the goddess come into you that has its its own purpose and reasons but that might be mm, a shorter relationship yeah okay this one would be more of a i can see myself working with you in a relationship for a longer period of time okay so then if you decide to yeah to go ahead then you go on and then you decide to enter into the practice of veneration and become a devotee so and when you become a devotee basically what you do is you establish an altar to them And you begin to incorporate a practice, which is what we mentioned, Mm -hmm. where you leave them food, offerings, trinkets, incense, do prayer to them, and so forth. And again, it's not transactional, and you're not asking them for anything, because the idea is that once you're under their umbrella, you feel their love, you'll feel their protection, and the things that you do need will eventually be provided for as your practice goes.
1: And it feels like bringing someone that you love gifts, like that's what it feels like. It feels like, like when I bring and I drop off a bottle of tequila, like it feels like I'm excited about it. I'm excited to like give you this gift. It's very, it, yeah, I don't know. It does feel very, it's a very humanish experience. Like you said.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I think the only thing that we have left or that I have left on my little notes, um, is how do you identify who you should be working? Okay. If you were to be um the one that if you wanted to like, oh, I do want to work with a god, but I don't know who I should be working with, and then I want to like identify, um you'll see that there's um obviously on the astrology check itself so <laughs> on your chart, there are different Astros. So once you go onto your chart and you go um you 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 get your chart, you put it into the one that shows like all the Astros. Um then not the, uh, the like the asteroids you can see the ones that are cl- look for the ones that are closest to the sun mm-hmm. or that have conjunctions and then you'll see the ones that have stronger positioning or if you have any house that has um stellium if there's um a, stel- a house that has stelliums and it also has asteroids in it then those are the ones that i would be looking at and then the asteroids are obviously going to be related to um goddesses Mm -hmm. so then and then if you don't want to work with and remember that the um astrology is based on hellenistic so more um greek Mm -hmm. but you can change that since they have relationships to the other so they're they're all archetypal energies you can change that to any of the pantheons okay uh may i ask what's a stillium a stellium is when you have um four or eh, four or five four or more um placements in the same house. Oh, okay, cool. So like oh, if wow. you have Mercury, Venus, and the Sun and Saturn all in this in the fifth house, then you have a stellium. That's a cool vocab word. Yeah. And then another thing is if obviously if the dreams and another thing is if a shift in your life. So if you're going through a shift, um where for example you're going into motherhood for example for the first time then motherhood then you can look at goddesses that are related to motherhood or if you're going into widowhood there are goddesses related to widowhood if you're going into um you're going to start businesses then there are goddesses that are better for like business and so you can relate to gods related to this period in your life excellent nice and
1: i just Anything have else? i just have kind of like i mean it's it's a lot of over information and it can feel overwhelming and if you do feel overwhelmed slow down you know court someone on your own speed that's totally allowed um and then i just wrote down make sure you're patient because things do take time so just kind of yeah make sure you're patient stay make sure that um seeking community talking whether it's like within your witchy community seeing if um anyone has like relatable experiences or has a good experience and you want them to expand on or within your like cultural community, um, see what's going on, like in your Latina community. Does anyone else practice with lesantham or do they do you want to ask them a question or maybe someone works with like some uh, Aztec or Mayan goddesses or gods and you have you know, see what's available to you what information's available to you, especially like word of mouth info, and um, be prepared to embrace change and grow and be ready for for things to change. And even if it's just small patterns in your life to get that connection started. Yeah.
0: And remember that you do not have to work with any, god- any yeah. goddesses. Absolutely. Um, you can have your practice of brujeria and you can have your practice without having to relate to any um, deity at all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nice. Got it. Wrapped it up. Cool. Uh,
1: so wait, or, yeah, or I'm doing herbs then we go in question then we're going astrology you say we know what we're doing Woo, it's happening all right <laughs> i'm going to talk a little bit about bamboo today um it's going to be considered masculine and it is going to be used for protection luck hex breaking and wishes bamboo bamboo is used in divination in chinese temples bits of wood are thrown um to the worshiper by the priest according to the way they fall it's interpreted as a good or bad omen so it's just using the chips as divination carve your wish on a piece of bamboo buried in the ground in a secluded place or call carve like a symbol of protection and plant it in the ground to protect your home uh, grown near the house bamboo and it uh, gives its residents good fortune bamboo placed over the door because uh it's it's very lucky and it's considered lucky because it does not change color uh, once it's dried out bamboo is used to break hexes either by carrying it in a bolsa or growing it in a plant near the house or crushing the wood in a powder called bomba wood and burning the chinese use bamboo as a charm against evil spirits to call up good spirits make a flute out of bamboo carve the name of the spirit and play an improvised melody
0: nice I thought it was masculine because it grows like four inches or something. <laughs> so phallic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's like the, I think it's like the fastest growing grass in the world or something. Like oh that. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And it will just, and, and like, the... if you do plant it in your yard, make sure it's in a container because it will take over your whole yard. Like it's crazy invasive.
0: But it's so pretty. I know. Okay. So the question, the question, so the question, okay. I Can you help
1: me with this? Yes, you totally. Okay, so I made a note, I made a note. I didn't make a good note. Okay. Okay, so listener question kind of falls under dialing and manifestation. Um someone came to Sacha saying, I want to manifest winning the mega millions. But is that as narrow of a line as we should be? drawing
0: right? right okay yeah so i yeah i basically had a couple of back and forth with the person um explaining manifestation and referring back to like our manifestation episode and so forth but um in the end what i explained was that they didn't really want to win the me- mega millions because what they wanted was what they were going to do with the mega millions and so and then i referred um back to that movie bruce bruce almighty yes that's the movie and i said yeah and so i told him you remember i actually told this to Dale actually and i was um in the movie at some point he just wants to go out like with the chick right and hang up hang on like, one sec. bummed out. so bruce almighty is a movie about one
1: regular human man who wishes and wishes that he becomes god and then he does
0: for like a day
1: yeah so that's that's kind of the premise the lead
0: up to this okay go. right and then he just wants to go out with the girl um And he's bummed out that he has to do his work as God. (laughs) And so to begin and then to do his work as God has to answer a bunch of prayers. And he's like, oh, he's overwhelmed. And then what he does is he just says yes to everybody so that he can get off work fast and go hang out with the girl, which is what he wanted to do. And that results in saying yes to everybody who was to everybody. But one of the things is that most of the people had been praying to win the lottery. So, everybody wins the lotto and everybody gets $2 or $2.11 or something like that. (laughs) Right. When they win the lotto. And the thing is that nobody wanted to win the lotto to win two bucks. Right. They all wanted to win the lotto to have millions in order to do whatever they wanted with those millions of dollars. And so it's the same thing. She doesn't really want to win the mega whatever she wants whatever she can do or whatever she needs the millions for her for her results and right. that's what i was telling her you don't want to manifest the lotto you need to manifest what you're going to do with that money because your scope of vision and possibility is too limited you don't know how it can be done first of all the, first of all the universe doesn't like to be told how to do things right and second and not gonna, it's not going to it's not going to cooperate when you're telling you how to do things and secondly you don't know all the infinite ways in which this can be done and how you can get the results you actually want to have done yeah. because your brain is too small and not small but too your your vision is too limited to see all the multitude of possibilities and options that exist and so you have to let the the universe worked its own magic just tell it what you want manifest your vision and your vision isn't the lotto the your vision is what you're going to what you're planning on using that money for right so is it this x project visualize that project because that can come true in a different in a multitude of ways ways that you possibly don't even know exist right and that's what you have to manifest I agree.
1: And even if exactly. it is, if you think I'm gonna manifest the mega millions bec and I wanna do these eight things, okay, great. Then start thinking about eight things. Like that's it's okay right. to want a couple of things, but know what they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and separate them. Don't mix them together. Cause I saw another girl that had mixed a couple of things in her like her. her that was something else. I just saw it online. And okay. she had mixed a couple of things in a in a in a spell and like they melted together and it was like, oh <laughs> It's like you should manifest each thing independently when you're doing work. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Give each space its own, give each working its own space. I yeah, I agree. Oh wait, I do need my glasses, wait, because we're going to astrology. We're going to (laughs) astrology. I know where we're going. I know where we're going. It's happening. Mira, Mira, Mira. Two more
1: episodes. We're not even gonna have to ask each other questions. Maybe.
0: We're gonna be so on top of it. Two more episodes will be like in March, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I love the enthusiasm. We'll Supposed we'll to be, be in, in the somewhere. in the. I mean, we'll technically be in the new year. We'll be fine because it'll be the you know it'll be the the actual new year. It'll be the uh, spring equinox. X perfect. So yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, we're doing the 20th, 21st or 20th? What are we doing?
1: Uh, The Sunday.
0: The 21st through February... 3rd. Uno, dos, the 3rd? Got it. See? Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 21st is... Nothing much, just very tranquilito, at ease. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven things on my new planner, but they're all in brown, which means nothing is direct. See, I'm learning how to use this one too.
1: All right. I like the color <laughs> not coordination. Not scaring you.
0: Yes, not <laughs> scaring you. <laughs> and then it's, um, so it's easy going. Okay. okay. Same for the twenty second, pretty easy going. Okay, twenty third, Venus goes into Capricorn, which just allows for Venus going into Capricorn makes it a more practical in the way that we look at finances and the way that we look at love makes us um have more a little bit decide like oh I'm going to be more structured I'm going to be more balanced and so forth. Okay, okay. um Venus, mm, yeah so we're doing that day and then the 24th nothing direct either then the 25th we get we get our full moon at 9 54 a.m in leo which just brings us a little bit of um, creativity flowing energy desire to have fun mars is going to be squaring chiron which brings us in a desire to like use our energy to sort of exercise exercise our or exorcise either one of them are like frustrations so you just like sweat it out kind of thing okay um yeah and leo is also pretty much also a, a it's a spire sign as well so it also wants to have like fun and play and like go out and jump around a little bit. And so we're gonna be feeling that need to like have burst of energy. Okay. Okay. And um the sun's gonna be squaring Jupiter. So we're just feeling like if we're not able to do what we want to do, we're gonna be feeling like oh why why'd you you know why'd you put a damper on my energy? Okay. So that full moon is just gonna like gonna be like popping. Okay. okay. On the twenty sixth um we're going to wait, when did Uranus start wait on the twenty first i think i skipped something oh on the twenty on the twentieth 20th... i didn't read the oh must have done it last so the twenty first i said nothing but obviously that's the first day um aquarius started i don't know if i mentioned aquarius last last week we talked a little bit about podcast. it for a sec yeah a little bit so yeah so yeah so aquarius started so the 21st is our first day of like the aquarius coming in and then important to mention it because on the twenty sixth Uranus goes direct, okay. okay, and so once that Uranus goes direct on the two, it's and that is the ruler of Aquarius, mm-hmm. we're starting to feel more of that energy, sort of like, um, clear up and more of a desire to sort of feel, um, like we're t- taking control, and that we're going to be doing things and going a little bit more straightforward, okay, and that um feeling gets sort of um boosted by that same day having the sun squaring that jupiter feeling a little bit overconfident and just make sure you don't you know bite off more than you can chew mm-hmm. and then on the 27th um we have mercury conjunct mars which is being super straightforward and you're just like, and this is a re- um, a repeat of what whatever happened on December 27th. So look back to whatever you were doing on December 27th. This is sort of like a repeat of it. This is the end of the shadow period of that Mercury retrograde. So whatever wasn't clear during Mercury retrograde, because in December it was a Mercury retrograde. So it's kind of popping its head up now and being like, hey, yo, you remember what was like a little unclear back there in December? Now I'm just kind of coming up to make sure that we clear up like any doubts. And then, so it might be a little tense depending on whatever happened in December, okay? We we finish all that period. There's a lot of like energy, like clearing stuff up and going a little bit forward mm-hmm. in that Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's kind of actually Friday, Saturday. And then on the 28th, we're like, oh, okay, let's relax. Let's flirt a little. Let's go shopping. I'm feeling styling. Let's do that. My Venus is in Jupiter. I'm lucky. I'm going to find the best bargains, the best style, things nobody can ever find. Nice. Then Monday, we're like, let's have a little good sex. My Mars is in Uranus. Who am I going to tie up? We're going to have good, good day. Okay. Then Tuesday, we're like, oh, shit, I got to go back to work. Okay. And then we're just chilling, doing the normal stuff the rest of the week. Um, yeah, and then it's pretty boring until Friday again. At two that will Tuesday Wednesday Thursday there's not much going on Mercury' is conjunct Pluto so we're keeping a little secret we're kind of like a little bit of gossip but not, not much is going on okay. then on Friday um okay Friday Saturday we're getting a little psychic we're getting hits we're getting a little psychic we're getting um we're going in a little bit deep we're getting um dreamy we're getting things are going a little bit um more you know, the shadow because it's that, it's that Neptune. Okay. Okay. And that Neptune and it's in in the moons in Scorpio. So it's just a little bit, you know, more in that shadow deepness, you're getting information about other people. So that's what we got for that Friday and Saturday on the second and the third, the sun is going to be conjunct is going to be sextiling Chiron on the third. So also like feeling a little bit like, um, your wounds you know good good therapy days you guys know that okay what else is going on there yeah that's what we got awesome thank yeah, you so much you, ben. that's it that did that did feel felt like an easy couple weeks yeah and the and the full moon is not heavy-handed excellent i'm into it well uh thank Thanks. you again and i'll talk to you soon talk to you soon
1: Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrujasbroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at
0: unusualhealing.com. Or Lunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as brujeria101s. (laughs) Because somebody had the 101. And I also have brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to book like palm readings or natal charts and stuff like that. Great. Thank you so much.